Okay, engine stop. APA at a descent. Auto descent. Mode control both auto descent. Engine command override off. Engine arm off. Port 13 is in. We've had shut down. We copy you down, Eagle. Okay, everybody, T1, stand by for T1. Tranquility base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twink. Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. Almost exactly 50 years ago, Neil Armstrong planted his foot on the surface of the moon, uh, opening a new chapter of human discovery. So it is no wonder that this episode of uh, Americava is taking you on a journey to the deep space, guided by our highly scholarly guide, who is representing the Space Research Center of Polish Academy of Sciences, and also the only Polish space miner, Gordon Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. <laughs> Americava <laughs> goes to the moon, you could say. Exactly. Thank you for coming into our humble little studio. Uh, we're going into where where man has never. Well, actually, man has gone before. But uh, <laughs> thank you for coming in. It is the 50th anniversary. Yeah. That's our our connection for today's episode. But um, bef- and I, I guess before we get into Conrad and your experience in the United States, which I hear is quite interesting, I think we just need to yes come back and say the 50 year anniversary of an event that most people never thought would be possible and probably um, the biggest achievement in the in the history of the humankind i mean it's impressive when we watched that recent movie the apollo 11 documentary which i think you've seen yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. and then just you know you know the history you know it but when you hear it and you see it and you just you know it's a it was an amazing technological feat but just combining all the efforts of so, so many thousands of people i mean it was just a very and what i liked about the documentary was just it was a chance to kind of reflect and look at humankind as a as an entirety which i thought was the most most impressive part of that whole accomplishment. It wasn't, I mean, it was certainly, it was led by the Americans, but it was a, it was a world right, effort, right, I think. Right, right. Yeah, so anyways, um, so we're here 50 years uh, later, Later, <laughs> our humble little podcast. Um, so that was 50 years ago. We'll come back to that, I guess, over the course of the podcast. But what about you? What's going on now? What's going on in space? Because uh, tell us first about, about your background. Well, it's an exciting time in space. You know, we are really shooting up for the stars. Uh, we're going back to the moon and we're going back to the moon to stay um, and it's um, yeah it's really exciting we're in a dawn of new uh, really we're in a dawn of new uh, space race between America and China oh. um, and it's um, it's just you know things are happening and and um, one of the biggest things about all of that is that um, it's not just political mm. we are going back to the moon to stay and to make money and it's uh-huh. it's that's the difference so talk yeah talk about that because I think when you know when Andre said he's a space miner he said is he under eight you know is he under one billion light years i thought it was minor like in terms of age but but this is an interesting thing because right. this is a big business i mean it as is. i understand and i mean maybe you could tell us a little bit i mean more. it's still pretty pretty um, um tiny and compacted yeah. um, most the, of the people who do that uh pretty much know themselves we all meet in colorado every year um and um uh, but this business is growing uh, like mad yeah. now it's around one billion dollars industry so it's not pretty good and it's not pretty pretty big but it's growing 25 percent a year uh so um, what does that mean i mean sorry what is that like it's growing i mean we don't you don't have a pickaxe you don't go down into the mine no but go but more and more companies more and more companies are trying to to make a difference over there some of them are failing it's it's just nature but what are they doing are they going up 
Spending. Um, they're gathering funds. They're doing R and D uh, in technologies. They're they're uh, um, um, uh, trying to uh, shoot for, for for the moon, for instance, uh, and to go there on a commercial missions like recently Israelis with Bereshet. Um and um, yeah, and now for instance, uh, we're living in a in a age of uh, space for for O for zero, mm-hmm. uh, which is a era of, of um, public-private uh, partnerships in right. space. Yeah. And uh, a lot of things are outsourced to commercial companies. Um, and so, for instance, uh, next year and next actually three years, uh, we'll be seeing uh, three landings of commercial uh, um, landing services uh, that were award- awarded by NASA to three uh, different American companies wow. to go back to the moon um, and to buy this kind of um, a payload delivery service mm-hmm. instead of you know relying on on your own right. um, on your own. But Gordon, uh, we started with the, the first man setting his foot on the moon, and we hear a lot of noise about when we will be able to come back as humans. What is the realistic time frame? And there is some controversy about whether we should we should really come back or go to Mars. What is the prospect of us coming back to the moon as humans oh yeah the the, the mars thing is just like it's changing uh, every now now and then like every administration change we have this flip from we we, we have to go to mars first and right. no we have to go to the moon and then to mars right. and it's just it's flipping well even within the as i understand even within the trump's administration there's some, there's some differing the, yeah, messaging yeah, coming out yeah, yeah, even yeah. from the president I think. yeah but um, now uh, we are shooting for the moon to go to Mars yeah. and beyond because uh, we need moon uh, we need it for uh, um, uh, for its uh, its resources that are there uh, and but most of all for, for the capacity uh, of this location to, to to be kind of like a shipyard kind of like a, a huh. point from where we could go beyond and from what I understand this space for concept that you've just introduced means that w- whatever is the time frame we are going to come back to space or to go to Mars with the private sector, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, because there's a lot of money to, 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 to be made there, you know. And it's expensive uh, too. And it's yeah, expensive it's, it is to expensive. Isn't it? Uh, and By the way, what was, what was the cost of uh, sending uh, humans to the moon in the first place, the Apollo 11? Oh, I have no idea. Um, in today's mission? dollars, that yeah. was that was way over hundred billion dollars. I think right. uh, now, when we are um, evaluating the Artemis mission, yeah. the, the the new Apollo, right. um, twin sister of Apollo, yes, and, that, and that a goddess correct. of death, which oh, yeah. we don't come on, bode well on, for it's, the it's mission. All about <laughs> sending <laughs> woman to come on, Anjay, a little positive. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I ju- just reading the <laughs> mythology. You know, okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Did my homework. It's around thirty billion dollars. Okay. 30 billion for the Artemis. Can we even afford this with our current budgets and current priorities? I mean, NASA budget per year is it's like 20 billion. Um, but you know, you could you could uh, get that additional funding. Like recently, uh, NASA uh, administrator Bernstein asked Congress for this additional 1.6 billion. Mm. Um, you could uh, you could you know spread it across years and and yeah. and, uh, and shoot for that. So the idea is the, so that's an interesting concept. So the moon will be a, like a, a a dock, like a like a docking area, I guess a staging area mm-hmm. to go on. Is yes. that the idea? Oh my god! Yeah, because basically, like, so the thing is, uh, Kraft Erika once said that um, uh, if uh, God wanted man to be a spacefaring species, he would have given man a moon. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, we 
actually we have a moon, but we haven't really, um, um, you know, we haven't really gotten into it. Yeah. We haven't ever really um, homesteaded it yet, but we could. And with that capacity, we could really go anywhere. Because one of the biggest things in space industry is that it's really hard to get out of Earth. Yeah. Um, and because <laughs> tell most, me about yeah, it. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, it's 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 like. Um, within the rocket that you're sending to even to Leo or, or so so low Earth orbits, etc., etc., ninety percent of the mass of that yeah. big thing right. is fuel. Um, But how how would you square that with all these uh, adverts coming from Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Mr. the the the, the chief of the Virgin Atlantic saying Branson, that yeah, yeah Branson yeah. we are going to be uh, flying to the moon for vacations very soon. So how do you square these? Yeah, when when so, is the Gdańsk uh, moon, yeah. moon uh, leg going to be coming online? Uh, that depends. That could be pretty fast. Uh, one of the things that I really like uh, about um, the the new uh, Um, Elon Musk. Well, I mean, all of Elon Musk's plan, but one of the one of his plans to to make um, uh, space travel cheaper is to make passengers suborbital flights on Earth mm. first. Right. So um, I don't know if you've heard about it, but but Starships, which is the the, the new big uh, SpaceX rocket yeah. uh, that's now developed, uh, would have this capacity to fly. From point A to B on Earth within 30 minutes. Oh my God! Um, and you know there is a market for that. You I know, think for, it takes me more to, to get to Kabare. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? You could use a space orbital you flight could go to from New home, York yes. to Shanghai within 30 I think minutes. People in Washington yeah. D.C. Yeah. and New York City would probably appreciate that. That would be that, amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. And a lot of people would just buy this kind of. Uh, trip just to see the curvature of space sure. and the blackness of space and only to but get from a co- I mean, this can't be cheap I mean even when they becomes commercial it's still not going to be like you know uh, you're not going to have uh, Ryanair I mean that's suborbital for $50 oh, that's a, that's no, no carry on Ryanair <laughs> definitely those kind like of that. you those pay extra for oxygen but uh, <laughs> right right but with every new technology uh, when it's first um, um, applied on a market it's LATs right it's like yeah. only for people sure. who have money yeah. cell phones you know computers jet travel was the same one jet okay. travels like everything okay but as it gets commercialized uh, yeah. it gets cheaper and what, cheaper what's the horizon for the decades yeah. years I mean, what are, to, to go as a tourist yeah so that i could the common you know the average person in whatever country could go up i i can see that uh, scott is already excited i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> to escape man, realistic, uh, i need to escape her so, what I'm so i have a what, few what, things what here what elon musk wants to do is to make uh, a flight to Mars one way um, or maybe round trip but but <laughs> let's stick with one way to be at the cost of building uh, a home on earth so around $300,000 okay. $250,000 so it's like your exit so strategy of, from earth yeah instead of instead of you know um, um, getting your own um, new cozy space here right. you could just move to a less cozy space in a very difficult environment but that would be exciting so, and a lot of people would pay a lot of money for that And, and there is one issue that I'm uh, listening, hearing and reading about that uh, there is lack of the legal framework for the uh, space exploration. For example, if a country A wants to take possession of a, of a small meteorite or a part of a planet, can it do, can, can it, do it or, or not? So right now with the, with the international law today, uh, no nation can appropriate any uh, land, surface, uh, body, 
within the outer space. It's like um, it's kind of like international seas kind of thing. Can it's it pre- everyone's. Pre- can it prevent your mining in space? But there is there is no framework for for private companies like no nation can appropriate but mm. it doesn't mean that a company can appropriate it the united states of google yes <laughs> yes uh, and Comes you know soon. we're struggling with this whole kind of thing because those this this law has been implemented mm. in the 60s so it didn't they didn't even know that we would shoot for for space in a in a private commercial kind of way gordon wait halt stop i mean as i <laughs> much as i know about i'm an economist by economics by train uh, by training it, all wars are started by resource are we looking at Star Wars? Tell us now, Gordon. I mean, this could yeah. be Star Wars. I mean, we. I'm, not, be, I'm joking be, a little be, bit, but yeah. be honest. This be could honest. be. This could be. I mean, it's going to be yeah. a battle yeah. for resources. But one of the things is, is like, if you would um, want to um, um, develop uh, resources of like uh, platinum-rich asteroid within the the the, the asteroid belt. There's ton of them. There's so much of them that you wouldn't have incentive to to uh, okay. fight with, to have a conflict I without see. other nation because there's just it's okay. an infinite. So we're looking at, at an immense reservoir of uh, yes. so raw materials. Right? So don't invest in gold and platinum, is what you're saying. I guess that because well, that, that I mean again, not to get too economically right. and, and wonky in, in policy stuff, but that will lower the value of all these things. I mean, theoretically, in a way, it could. Although it's expensive all, to get it to. So, so yeah. I, are you suggesting I, I should be selling my one kilogram gold slab? right now or it could it could but for now we're not going for those resources we're not going for metals and and you know rare earth right. metals that still kind of too things. expensive right um because we don't have orbital infrastructure to, mm-hmm. to do that what we are shooting for right now is to build that kind of capability capacity to to, to go for them with uh, fueling stations okay. uh, wow. with 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 bases where you could stay at because basically what we have right now is that is as if you would have your rv with your jeep uh, go from east coast to west coast yep. uh, and you would have Guess. fuel and resources everything uh, counted to to a gram uh, for the whole trip, you would leave your RV in New York, and then you would yeah. switch to your Jeep, go back, and okay. at the end of the day, uh, when you would arrive back in LA, for instance, you would destroy your Jeep, and you would arrive at your place. That's the, that's the thing. What we have in in a right. manned manned space right now, but what we want to do, what we need to do, is to have the same kind of potential capacity as we have on Earth. So fueling right. stations on your way, okay. uh, some models, that, you know. I mean, just from a, I mean, you know, I'm a human, we're all humans. And one of the things I've struggled with with this space, uh, this this urge to go to Mars and all that is a sort of a, not, a, not saying that we're giving up on Earth, but there is that sort of psychological thing. Are we just saying, oh, you know, Earth, we're going to, is let's forget about it, either for environmental reasons. And are we just, are we setting ourselves up to not focus on some of the issues oh, that oh, we have oh, here? That's a great question. Yeah, let, but, let me put it but, even more bluntly. After we pretty much but, but, ecologically destroyed this planet, are we going to that. move no. to some other planets to this? To, to we don't want to do that. that. And, and, and Apollo project gave us this kind of overlook on our Earth to... Um, um, that kind of perspective right. where, where you have no borders no no conflicts yeah. seen from from the outer space um, to, to, to look at this beautiful planet and mm-hmm. and to um, see that it's it's just a heaven that we have that we Gordon, need to protect. Sorry, but uh, going back to your question have we given up on Europe when we went to America mm-hmm. no we haven't but it it's enabled us 
tremendously different kind of life. Okay. Uh, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Um, have we given up uh, on on um, um, uh, America when when you went to Hawaii, for instance? No, you, we, we, we haven't. Like, Gordon, when you were talking in such an idealistic way about Apollo 11, how wonderful it was, you seem to be forgetting that it was uh, at the climax of the Cold War. It wasn't just a, a demonstration of the superpower of America in comparison with Soviet Union. Even if it was, like, uh, it ended up with something tremendously beautiful and uh, something that we need to cherish. Uh, I mean, motivations were, uh, were not um, um, maybe remarkably good. Uh, but the end game of, of all of that is that it ennobled all of us as, as mankind. I mean, that's actually a really good message and it's something to go back to the Apollo 11 documentary, which everyone listening should watch. Uh, it's It'll be available. I think it's playing now uh, as right, we speak. Right in now it's, it's available in many... Uh, and you can get it online yeah. as well. But it'll be on CNN, I think, 19th, 20. Okay. So, oh, great. Yeah. I mean, just check it out. But I mean, again, what struck me was, I think that it harkens back to that sort of global approach. And yes, even though it was during the Cold War mm -hmm. time, and yes, it was an American-led mission. You know, what struck me with the language that was used, it wasn't like America, yes, no. we did it. It was Was, we're here for man. We're one step yes. from you know man, one giant leap for mankind. I mean, it's it was a very you know a, a powerful message that I think resonated then. But I think it it's a great time to just reflect and look back and say yes, it was a technological achievement, but it was a human achievement. It wasn't just and Americans who were looking at it. Right. It was right. like well, what 500 million right. people all over the world right. standing in front of the TV. And gentlemen, since we touched yeah. upon this documentary, we we need to say just a few words how wonderful and unique it is. Uh, Gordon, you you've seen it, and what we can say is that. This is uniquely the footage which was which is original. It has been digitally remastered and it looks wonderful. But you can you can see it as it happened yesterday, right? Yes. What, what yes. was your reaction? The quality of those pictures is is just amazing, uh, and what it allows you to 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 see, like this movie, allows you to really experience uh, this whole moment as if you were there. And even though you you know exactly what would happen because it's history. Yeah. Um, you you could really feel a kind of tension that the people sense of felt suspense, right? suspense yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, and and this risk of this tremendous journey and and it's it's really remarkable. What I what I found, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge space. I don't know a lot about the things, but the Apollo mission. What I found was ingenious about it 50 years ago was the the having the separate module that went went the lunar module that went down because as you said, fuel is the biggest yeah. thing. And if they had done it, if they designed a, a module that just went up, landed on the moon, they wouldn't have had enough fuel. I think I think it was physically impossible. Yeah. Right, if I'm correct, I'm not again. I'm not a space expert. Is that is that sort of? I mean, we we using staging in in a in a space flight because that allows you to to use this fuel more efficiently. Right. So so we need to stage your 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 rockets, your spacecrafts. Yeah. Because well, when you when you have dry mass, you just you know uh, holding dry mass and it doesn't right. give you anything. Yeah. I mean that, that that scene in the in the well, I don't want to give too much away. Spoiler alert: uh, they get back to Earth. No, <laughs> um, uh, but, oh, really? <laughs> uh, like the Titanic. I wonder what happens. Um, no, but uh, what that that moment when the when the lunar module is coming back to the uh, to the to the uh, to the, uh, to the uh, no not the whatever, Columbia they, to the Columbia yeah and they show the docking. I mean that is yeah. just an yeah. amazing. Yeah. I mean it, they sync it up and it almost looks like a it looks like, like it's interstellar fake. right you know, interstellar yeah. like the yeah, docking exactly. scene yeah it looks yeah. I mean it almost I don't want to say it looks it's fake. 
because I don't want to. I don't want to support yeah. that whole silly narrative <laughs> that it never happened. But I mean, it is really. Yes. But this, this. I mean, you think one false thing, one false failure, and that's it. They're off, yeah. and they're never ever coming back. Yeah. Just wanted to say I've seen it twice already, and I'm planning to see it once again because yeah. it's so captivating. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. It's just absolutely wonderful. Plus it's the a, cultural moment, yeah. you know, showing oh, yeah. the, you know, showing America in '69 with the hats and the, yes. and the yes. look and the yes. whole. That's that's funny just by itself. We discussed many things so far, and we have so many more topics to discuss. But there is something I need to touch upon uh, because we realized that uh, America has been a superpower in space exploration. What's the position of Poland? Hmm. Well, um, our position right now is that we are uh, doing everything we can uh, with the European Space Agency, mostly, uh, and uh, we're actually we're doing pretty pretty good stuff with them. Uh, we're making instruments, subsystems, um, and uh, we have more than 70 different companies that, that, that are here in space industry in Poland. It's growing, mostly small, but um, um, we are developing our, our skills and competences, and we're, we are uh, at a forefront in, in different um, different places within the, the space industry. We found some niches that are uh, our specialty right now, like penetrometers, okay. uh, like uh, plasma physics instruments. Uh, so um, I think we're doing pretty well. We're not sending astronauts yet, but maybe any prospect point, of you flying sometime soon? Oh, I'd love to, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, there is a prospect for a pole to to go um, uh, to 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 space, at least in orbit, with the European Space Agency. Uh, but um, I don't know when that could happen. But it's 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 mostly a political decision. But, uh, the, but but uh, yeah, uh, maybe within the decade that that could be good because we haven't. Well, seen we already had the president of the European Council in the name, yeah, like, the Donald Tusk. So maybe who knows? Yeah, we haven't oh, seen. Tu- I thought you thought you said Tusk was up in space. <laughs> <laughs> that was a news breaking. We heard it here first. I haven't said that. An Americava exclusive. No, um, but I mean, but uh, the Mars rover but, uh, had two uh, Polish companies. I think had parts uh, had contributed oh, yeah, elements to the. We contribute. The yeah. the, we contribute different instruments. Yeah. to a lot of missions yeah. the last uh, last big mission that we were in was uh, inside to, to Mars okay. uh, where we sent uh, a, um, a mole for a HP3 uh, instrument with Germans <laughs> uh, yeah that, that was really that was really a good thing to do and amazing thing to experience like a landing kind of thing with all the people gathered in, oh, in nice. one place and and being happy as if uh, as if it was some kind of a ground control in a huge Um, yeah, that was that was amazing thing. So would it would be Katowice. We have a problem instead of Houston. We have a problem. Like, where where like, is, like there, that. is there a headquarters? Is it in Warsaw? Uh, the, I mean, a lot of companies. Yeah, a lot of companies yeah. in, in space industry in Poland are in Warsaw. Okay. Uh, but it's it's yeah, it's, it's not that centralized. We have, I think, some outlet in uh, on on the coast, right? Gdansk, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the the uh, the headquarters of the Polish space agency. Okay. And what about your time? Uh, you, so you were in Colorado uh, doing research. What, yep. Tell me a little bit about so, that. So uh, for the last six months, uh, I was in at the Colorado School of Mines uh, in in Golden, Colorado, which is an amazing place. Home uh, of Coors home Brewing. Of Coors, yes. <laughs> uh, amazing place at the forefront of of the Rocky Mountains, um, and um, it's it's also it's, well for me that's an amazing place because it's the only place in the world that teaches space mining. Hmm. 
uh, and it's very unique. It j they just started last year, uh, wow. and uh, they've been in in the space mining uh, research and development for the last twenty years. But now they're like, uh, you know, um, spreading their competences to all the professionals and students all over the world. So, Scott, if you were pondering any program. career changes or um, adjustments, I think I might go to Colorado for other reasons. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys can research you that. Uh, <laughs> you listeners can research the the whatabouts for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, why? Colorado. I mean, why? That's an interesting answer. Yeah, that that is that is. I mean, Colorado is, it is a, of geology. Uh, no, uh, I mean, Colorado is an interesting place for many reasons. I mean, um, it has a lot of. Uh, it has a big space industry over there. The United Launch, Launch Alliance is there, which is a okay. joint venture company of Boeing and Lockheed Martin. Okay. Um, a lot of different companies. Um, and it's, uh, you know, uh, School of Mines is, is there because of the gold rush. And in a sense, we are in a, in a kind of like a gold rush in space right now. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really a perfect, perfect place for, for, for that. Right. I think. I mean, this is interesting. I mean, I, I can't, uh, I never kind of thought when we were talking about the Apollo mission 50 years, um, it's very interesting to hear the commercial aspects. I think it's an also a good chance to talk and reflect about the, the accomplishment that happened 50 years ago, a human one, a technological one, but one for all of mankind. And I think on that note, um, I want to thank you coming, coming Thanks in today. So much pleasure. Good luck with your explorations so to infinity and beyond. Uh, yeah, we are keeping our fingers crossed that one day you will actually fly to the moon or even Take Beyond. us with us. Yeah, Take us with you. Yeah. Please don't don't forget about <laughs> okay, us. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. control, both auto, decent engine command, override off. Engine arm off. Port 13 is in. We've had shutdown. We copy you down, Eagle. Okay, everybody. T1, stand by for T1. Tranquility base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twink. Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. 